Welcome to the Chronic Sex Podcast. Chronic Sex talks about how self-love, relationships, sex, and sexuality are all affected by chronic illness and disability. That's not all, though. We'll also touch on intersectionality, social justice, empathy, current events, and much, much more. Given the range of subject matter, this podcast is not suitable for those under the age of 18, and unless you have headphones, you probably shouldn't be listening to us at work. My name's Kirsten Schultz, and I'm your host. Happy April! Um, this episode, again, is coming out a little early because I am traveling this week, uh, heading to Klexicon, which is like a queer Comic-Con in Las Vegas. I'm very, very excited. Um, the hubby is coming with me, and we're turning it into a... Uh, road trip. So we leave tomorrow, which is Tuesday, and uh, we're going to take in some sights on the way. And then I have two panels Friday and one on Sunday. Um, and then we'll be hanging out and, and taking our time driving back. So I'm really, really excited about that. If you're in the Vegas area, you can get, um, I think, one day tickets for Calexicon as well as three day if you're interested. You can go to facebook.com slash chronically sexy slash events and you'll find ticket information there. Otherwise, you can search Klexicon Vegas and you should be able to find stuff there. Um, it'll be at the Tropicana, so that's pretty cool. Um, on Friday, uh, the two panels I'm on are about um, queer disabled and disabled representation, and then um, queer sex ed with some of my favorite sex educators. And then on Sunday, I am on a panel about identity and what terms we use to identify ourselves. So that'll be really fun. Um, And I have uh, another event like later in April here in Madison about uh, cripping queerness, so like the intersection of being queer and disabled, and then um, you know some other events coming up. So you can always follow that page, like the page, or um, keep up with the posts over at chroniccex.org for more info about events. Um, before I kind of get started talking about stuff for the show today, I do also just want to remind everyone that I am doing a giveaway right now with Silk Lube, um, and there's a link to that at chronicsex.org, or you can go to my Instagram page, which is chronic underscore self underscore love, because they deleted my chronic sex one, (laughs) and all you have to do is uh, follow both my account and Silk's account on Instagram, and then... um, comment on my post and you'll be able to uh, potentially win yourself and a friend a three ounce bottle of silk lube which is pretty cool um and i'll put the link to that in the show notes too in case you want like a quick quick link since it is april i thought hey let's talk about autism speaks because they suck ass (laughs) um and, um, I, I just, I just want to talk a little bit about, um, Autism Speaks. 
autism orgs in general, and um, some other things going on for this month with some of this stuff. Um, I, I wrote a post last year um, that is a really large, comprehensive uh, roundup of posts against Autism Speaks and um, kind of the, the terrible things that they do in support. I've lost a lot of friends over the last year by saying, hey, this is not a great organization, but uh, rather not have friends who support torture. So there you go. <laughs> so one of the biggest things for Autism Speaks is that it is created by parents and it continues to cater to parents of autistic kids rather than actually helping autistic people themselves. Uh, they don't have really very much representation as far as people on their board or people within their organization who are autistic. And so a lot of their viewpoints and things have to do with curing and preventing and making sure nobody has to go through this horrible thing of being autistic, which like is awful and completely ignores how the vast majority of people with autism feel, um, and, and note that I am using the word autistic. That is how about 99% of the people that I know with autism identify and rather be called by anyone. So that's why I'm using that word. Um, <laughs> it's not a slur. It's an identifying mark. Um, and, and people are pretty proud to share that they're autistic versus having autism. It's not like a bag you carry around with you. Um, I saw a really good meme about that, and I'm kicking myself wishing I'd saved it, but it is really good. Um, one of the other things that is really negative about them is that their funding really doesn't go to help autistic people, <laughs> and it goes to, um, you know, their budget, it goes toward researching for a cure and yes, while they have removed that language specifically from their um, like website, most of what they're doing in their research is still the same as it was last year. It's still aiming to find a cure and to fix people so they can become neurotypical, which is atrocious. Um, you know, there there is an entire spectrum of neuro ability um and you know people who have depression people who have anxiety and ptsd like we're neuro atypical or um neurodivergent just like people with autism are and um you know frankly i don't feel like those things need to be cured um, I think it's fine if, if individual people want to have a cure, want to find better coping mechanisms, treatments, etc. But, um, you know, even watching my husband struggle with his depression, like, I don't think he needs to be cured. I think we need to find better coping strategies, do a little bit more research so we can develop maybe better treatments for him, um, just because he does have major depressive disorder and I worry about him. Um, but for the most part, we cope pretty well, um, 
most of my friends cope really well with being neurodivergent or neurodiverse, and I really don't feel like it's something that needs to be cured. My anxiety actually helps me in a lot of the things that I do, and my hypervigilance from my PTSD helps me in a lot of the things that I do. And um, I can't really say depression helps me, but all these things give me a different perspective on life, and I really enjoy that. Um, and that seems to be the the bulk of the feedback from people who are autistic, is they like the fact that they're not the same as everybody else. They like that they think differently. And what they really want isn't this search for a cure, isn't how do we make you guys hide your autisticness. It's promoting acceptance instead of awareness. I think everybody is aware that autism is a thing. But I don't think everybody accepts that autism is a thing. And and nobody really accepts the autism isn't necessarily a negative thing. Um, actually, frankly, my sister-in-law um, is finishing up her master's right now working with autistic kids. And part of the reason we're not like friends on Facebook or anything anymore, we don't really talk, is because she has some very ableist views around autism and other um, things like you know, oh, well, we need to have people in stories that look scary or look different because that helps teach children about being different. And it's, those are all ableist tropes. And uh, <laughs> just no, just no. Um, it's, it really bothers me when people who are not dealing with certain things assume that just because they work in that field, that they know more than us. Um, and that seems to be a lot about what happens with Autism Speaks and other um, shitty autism orgs is that they assume that people that, you know, people that work with autistic kids or autistic adults assume that they know more than um, autistic people themselves. Like, even if you look at interactions on Twitter, um, there are a lot of people who will come into autistic, autistic people's mentions and be like, don't say you're autistic. You just have autism. You're a person still. And it's like, no, fuck you. Like, I get to identify how I get to identify. Um, and I mean, that doesn't even go into the fact that autism is incredibly underdiagnosed in um, populations of people of color and of women, um, and, and other diverse genders, the part of the whole lighted up blue thing of Autism Speaks helps reinforce this misguided belief that, um, autism mainly happens in boys and men, and that's not true. Um, some of the newer research is showing that, some of the um, people that I know are helping to highlight some of those issues, and it's really important to consider the fact that, um, you know, sexism and things like that fall, like, like they help, um, infiltrate our media. So you look at, at people like, um, Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, right? 
And everybody's like, oh, he's so funny, ha, 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 ha. Um, if there was a female character that was similar, um, had similar traits, they wouldn't necessarily think that the same way. Or, um, you know, the the physician on The Good Doctor, which is, I won't even watch that show because the main doctor has autism and it's always this thing of like, oh, well, you have the good kind of autism because it makes you see things differently enough that you can, like, fix people. Um, and if there was a femme character like that, I don't think people would watch it. I think that people would think it was not realistic, um, even though what they, what the media promotes and says and does is far less authentic than anything coming out of communities. Um, this is funny. So there's a, there's a hashtag right now going around called how to piss off disabled people. And, um, Amani started it and, and they're an amazing person. Um, but (laughs) one of the things that's interesting is, there are a lot of people who think it was started by abled people to like diss us. Um, and a lot of parents coming into the mentions and, and telling people that they need to just see themselves differently and things like that, which is absolutely atrocious. Absolutely. Um, anyway, there's, there's a tweet from username seemingly Yoda that actually like really reinforces kind of what I've just said too about Autism Speaks. And it's, I work with autistic kids, therefore I know about autism than you, an actual autistic person, do. Um, also, side note, check that uh, hashtag because it is absolutely amazing. Um, it's going to make you a little angry maybe, but like in a good way, if that makes sense. Um yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. But to kind of get back to some of the Autism Speaks stuff, um, they have worked with the Judge Rottenberg Center in the past, and that center actually legitimately tortures people. Um, they're uh, essentially a behavior modification um, center, and they continue to use various kinds of electric shock on patients. Um, to try to quote-unquote fix them. And they um, are being openly investigated by a number of state and federal agencies. Um, Six different patients have died between 1980 um, and now in the custody of people here. There are patients that have been there forever um, because their parents kind of just drop them and forget about them or, you know, pass on and nobody else wants to give a shit. Um, Right now, there's a lot going around about please sign. um, I'll have to find it. There's there's a petition going around to ask the FDA to, to ban some of the things that are happening at the center, including these electric shock things, um, which they've been supposedly looking into since um, earlier this decade, but 
just never fucking get around to it. Um, the way people are treated at the center actually um, defies like conventions of how we're even supposed to treat prisoners of war, um, which is absolutely terrifying. Um, absolutely terrifying. I'll have to send, or I'll have to put this um, link that um, Lydia Brown has kind of collected information about the Rottenberg Center um, together at their site, and it's it's absolutely terrifying. Um, Lydia lists a bunch of the other um, a bunch of patients telling their stories about their time there. And, um, it makes me want to vomit, like, (laughs) how people are being treated, and the fact that nobody gives a shit, and the fact that every year, we all try to raise awareness of this, and nothing happens, um, I don't know, it's just absolutely terrifying, (laughs) um, and some other reasons that autism speaks are bad, and they continue to use insulting terminology, like calling autism an epidemic, which, like, the dictionary defines as an outbreak of disease that spreads quickly and affects many individuals, or an outbreak or sudden rapid spread growth or development, and that's not what autism is. Autism really isn't even a disease, it's just a different mindset, um, which, which is absolutely terrifying. Um, the funding is used shittily. Um, it's just, it's just absolutely atrocious. If you want to do something for Autism Acceptance Month, um, there's a Red Instead campaign that's a lot better. And I'll, I'll link to some posts that talk about that. Another thing to consider is that um, Autism Speaks gets a lot of support from white supremacists. So when you have an organization that walks like a bunch of eugenicists, talks like a bunch of eugenicists, and is supported by a bunch of eugenicists, how do you not go, hey, these people believe in eugenics? Like, how do you, how do you not arrive at that conclusion? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Common sense would say <laughs> that this is a like big deal, but um, okay. But yeah, like Autism Speaks continually gets supported by groups like Soldier Soldiers of Odin in Canada, um, and other um other organizations. And Autism Speaks always goes, oh, we'll look into it. We look, we'll look into it, and. Frankly, they really don't follow through on shit. They like to talk a good game, but they actually don't follow through. And even then, talking a good game almost always happens to parents, not, like, conversations with autistic people themselves. Like, there's no representation. If you think about the the most, like, well-known disability chant, it's nothing about us without us. And that's one of the biggest things that's wrong with Autism Speaks is that it's run by parents, mostly for parents, and they give no shits. They give no shits. They um, post things that 
support caregivers who have harmed or murdered their children who are autistic. Um, because, oh, it's so hard. And we all know it's so hard to be a parent of an autistic kid, even though we know that, like, our kids might not be completely able to but we still need to cry and be sad. It's hard to have an autistic kid, and it's okay if you want to kill them. I'm sorry. The fuck? The actual fuck? Um, I just don't even... I just don't even have words. <laughs> um, especially because there have been several... Um, kids recently that have made the news whose caregivers have murdered them because they were disabled um, and they were just so exhausted and so tired and like I just the odds of a kid being completely abled like no depression no anxiety no nothing are pretty fucking slim honestly and you shouldn't have children if you can't handle a kid that's not going to be completely abled. You shouldn't have kids. Frankly, you shouldn't even have pets because those are the same people that are going to, like, get guinea pigs like I have and then not take them to the doctor and then just, like, watch them slowly die in a ton of pain. Um, or they'll, like, go kill the guinea pig in the backyard to, you know, quote-unquote, put them out of their misery instead of doing it in a humane way. Um, and Gussie's looking at me like, what is going on? <laughs> um, I swear to fucking God, these pets keep me sane. Gus and Jacques are, like, uh, my my relative sanity barometer buddies. <laughs> they also do a really good job of, like, keeping me in a position where I'm practicing more self-care. Um, this is so off topic. I'm really sorry. But, um, like, this morning I went and got an oil change and some stuff done on the car for our trip. And I got back and Gussie was like, Mom, Mom. And so I picked him up. He always lets me know when he wants a snuggle. Because, like, I'll put my hands in his his house and he'll just start climbing onto my hands and try to climb up my arm um so I snuggled with him for a while this morning and it was really nice um and and he likes snuggles at certain um intervals like at certain times of the day so it really helps me take better care of myself because I'm like oh yeah it's getting close to Gussie's nap time like let's get our snuggle on um I'm not saying everyone should have a guinea pig because I know not everyone can handle guinea pigs. They actually need a lot of attention, but goddamn, they're the cutest little guys. Yes, you are. Yo, baby. <laughs> As you can tell, I didn't write down what I was going to say for this. But <laughs> uh, If you want to do anything for Autism Acceptance Month, which is April, um... There are a number of organizations that are legit and cool and, like, run by us for us. Um, so I'm going to, like, list some of those off, and I encourage you to check those out. So first is the Red Instead campaign. You can just Google, like, Red Instead Autism, and, and you'll find posts about it. Um, 
There's also the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network, the Autism National Committee, Autism Network International, Autism Women's Network, TASH, T-A-S-H, ADAPT, American Association of People with Disabilities, APSE, the National Council on Independent Living, Academic Autism Spectrum Partnership in Research and Education, HSC Foundation, and Self-Advocates Becoming Empowered. So, you know, check those guys out. And um, another really great thing you could do is to check out the hashtag actuallyautistic on Twitter, because that's where a lot of people will share, you know, shitty parent stuff they run into, or this is why not to support Autism Speaks, etc. Um, and so, like, if you're not autistic, if you want to learn more, it's a great place to look. Um, it's also a great way to be a good ally, and, you know, if you have a Twitter account, retweet some of those so that people that aren't normally exposed to those ideas get it. Um, that's, that's one of the beauty things of any type of social media, is, is to kind of work on that stuff. Um, the other thing I'm going to let you guys know is the Mighty. Um, they have a lot of problems, okay? <laughs> and I'll link to a post I wrote about that. But um, this time last year, they started supporting Autism Speaks again, and I wrote to them. Um, and this was their reply. I will link to it um, in the notes as well. The Mighty has a nonprofit partnership program which takes a variety of forms. The purpose of the program, which does not involve any money, is to bring free resources to people through stories on our site. We partner with hundreds of orgs, including but not limited to the following autism-related organizations. Blah, 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 blah. Um, we understand concerns about Autism Speaks. We added them to our partnership only after they announced the change in their mission, aka to remove the cure language. In the fall of 2016, as a company, we believe autistic people and their families need acceptance and understanding. We do not support curing or eradicating autism. Um, and and this, <laughs> this part is the interesting thing to me. Um, so all of their partners have a, have a partner box or a module that appears at the bottom of stories and offers links and resources from the partner's website. Um, so if you write something on the Mighty and link it to the Arthritis Foundation, then if somebody scrolls to the bottom, there might be links about like being active and being intimate and whatever from the Arthritis Foundation. We generally add one of those boxes to stories based on content, but writers who are associated with a partner as employees, volunteers, or supporters can choose to have that box displayed on their stories. Autism Speaks Partner Box is only supposed to be used when a contributor has expressed support of the organization, as we do have a number of autistic writers affiliated with them. However, an oversight has led to the box being added to an autistic writer's pieces who does not want to be affiliated with Autism Speaks. When this individual contacted us, we immediately removed the partner box and apologized. We want to assure you we will work harder to make sure contributors are always comfortable with partner organizations and their stories. <sighs> so, like, they already had fucked it up, right? 
Our health and disability community is very diverse and opinions differ on important issues. We do evaluate our partnerships periodically and we would never compromise our editorial standards for a partner. We actively work to fight ableism and content that disparages the disability community. We are committed to sharing voices of autistic writers and the diverse voices of the larger disability and health community, which is fucking bullshit. Um, You know, a couple years ago, they got in trouble for sharing uh i think it was a story of a mom of a kid with autism who basically like said something about how she wished her kid was dead a bunch (laughs) um and at that time basically everyone who actually matters abandoned the mighty um they have money to support writers but they don't do it they recycle and continually um promote your content which is kind of nice from one standpoint except nobody actually like clicks through to your website so your content which they edit um might be uh, getting more more views but it doesn't actually lead to you getting more followers on social media or more viewers on your site um another thing is that i had asked them at this point in time to remove my content from their site. I had like two stories on there um, that again were like recycled content. And they never got back to me. I kept trying to reach out, never got back to me. Um, And it took a very heated argument with one of their editors on a friend's Facebook post to actually get those things taken down. And actually that person was so ridiculous in in what they were saying that it got a number of people to, to ask for their content to be taken down from that site. Um, the, the piece I'll link to is really lengthy, but the, the third part towards the bottom... Um, actually has a bunch of stuff from my conversation with this person, which was interesting to say the least. Um, it, like, <laughs> I, I don't even have words. I don't even have words. This is becoming a thing where organizations and companies piss me off so much that I just lose my words, which is a big deal for me. Um, I'm a writer. Like, this is what I do for my life. So, it's a little, um, funky. But, if this page loads, I can at least give you a taste of what this was. Um, because it was absolutely fascinating. And I should have pulled this up before. And I didn't. Um, what? Oh. I forget that, like, I moved my site, so, like, my links to things aren't the links that used to be. <laughs> I, um, w- with everything going on with FOSTA and, and SESTA, I actually moved all of my sites over to WordPress because they're much more forgiving and won't just uh, eliminate content like Blogger will, so um, it just takes a minute, so... Yeah, in it, I, I, you know, highlight my response to them, highlight things that I've, I've kind of interacted with. Um, this person 
basically entered a conversation about the mighty um, that another sex educator, you know, they had asked on their Facebook status, like, ooh, should I do this with them? And I was like, oh, oh, no, honey, no. And this person popped on, um, Karen, who's a, a disability editor, which I don't know what that means on the mighty since all the things you talk about are illnesses and disabilities, but okay. Um, <laughs> you know, she asked the person to reconsider all of this stuff and said there was so much misinformation and blah, 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 blah. Um, and she doesn't like autism speaks herself, but since the mightiest connection with them is really minor, then like, oh my God you know, calm it down. I was like, well, you know, there are a lot of us who have asked to be removed from the site and have expressed our concern about this partnership and y'all are still partnered with them. And I'm not sure why any disability organization would continue to promote them because you're giving them validity. That's what they want is, is for people to see them as a valid resource. And that's what the mighty is doing for them. You know, period. There's, an outcry among a lot of people about the Mighty's um, continued bullshit around not paying people, around kicking content um, writers off their site, around supporting organizations like Autism Speaks, and they don't seem to care. Um, and they're not working for actual justice for people. Um, and that's, I think that's my biggest issue is I want to work with organizations that are focused on justice. Okay. I think most people are aware of a lot of conditions that they wouldn't have been aware of a decade ago because of how social media works, of viral, viral marketing, like campaigns, like the ice bucket challenge, etc. Okay. And I think that like autism, we need to move from an awareness thing to an acceptance thing for a lot of conditions. Now, mind you, like there's a lot of rare conditions or a lot of misconceptions around conditions like arthritis that, yeah, we still need to raise awareness about. But we also need to work on justice work around those things like making sure HR 620 doesn't become law and making sure that disabled people can still file lawsuits because that's the most common way of getting people to um, comply with the Americans with Disabilities Act and just a million different things. Um, I'm going to link to this in the show notes, this very long piece, so you can take a look at it. Um, it's a little horrifying, but... <laughs> I guess in a good way, because then you know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Long story short, don't support Autism Speaks. They're terrible. They're fine with and have actively promoted torture in the past. Um, they actively support ABA, which is a um, type of quote-unquote therapy that... Um, essentially teaches autistic individuals to, how to hide their autisticness, how to stop doing things like stimming in public, um, and things that basically lead people to hiding themselves and not living their full lives, um, which 
is terrifying to me. We shouldn't be working towards turning more people into looking abled or neurotypical or what have you. We should be working to get abled people to realize that this is just a part of life. Um, And that we deserve to live life awesomely, too. We deserve to be able to go and do things that we want to do. Um, We deserve to live without being murdered by our caregivers. (laughs) And I don't know. I just... The fact that anybody supports Autism Speaks anymore pisses me the fuck off. And I know people like Lin-Manuel have donated to them because Christopher Jackson, who played the original George Washington on Broadway in Hamilton, um, has an autistic kid and he loves Autism Speaks because of how much support they give the parents. Even though he knows they're quote-unquote problematic, he still supports them, which means people around him support it and give money to them to, um, you know, in, in, in Christopher's name and, and things like that. And it's just, <laughs> honestly has ruined Hamilton a lot for me. <laughs> um, but in general, there's just, just a lot of people who don't realize and you get people like, William Shatner saying, oh, yeah, Autism Speaks is the best. And then when anybody says, hey, this is a problem, then he flips the fuck out and starts calling anybody who disagrees with anything he says awful names and dragging um, you know, autistic individuals through the mud to his bajillions of followers. Um. Also, newsflash, William Shatner is a piece of shit. Um, Like, womanizer, harasser, general asshole, stay away. Um, Just one of the very many reasons why Captain Picard is a bajillion times better than Captain Kirk. Um... But yeah, so that's that's kind of the really short version of why you shouldn't support Autism Speaks. Really short version. Some of the links that I'll I'll post in the show notes talk a lot more about that so you can learn more. Um and there's always resources out there that will, you know, help provide things. And again, that the actually autistic hashtag on Twitter is a really great way to learn more um follow lydia uh, their their handle on facebook is um autistic hoya like that's their facebook page that you can like um that's actually the name of their site like they have really good things they do a lot around gender and race and um sexuality too so they're really just I've been fangirling over them since, like, 2010. So, it's been a minute. (laughs) Um, They do amazing work, and I'm really, really glad that they have collected a lot of resources like this. Um, Let's see, what else? Wrapping up, like, make sure you you take a look at that Silk 
um, giveaway because you can win that. that. Um, if you're in Vegas, shoot me a, a note on Twitter. I'd love to say hey. Um, <laughs> I'm watching both guinea pigs drink water. I'm sorry. I got distracted. Um, you know, make sure you check out the list of other conditions that it's, you know, the awareness month for over on the site. Um, and, and with those, if you ever find that I've left anything out, let me know. I check like a dozen and a half websites, but I know that a lot of mainstream ones maybe don't have stuff around rare diseases or things like that. So, um, let me know, shoot me a note, make a comment, what have you. Um, ooh, and last thing, I'm so excited. My friend Casey started a podcast called Healthcare is Hilarious. It's like 20 minutes long. It wraps up um, healthcare news over the last week. Casey just released um, the first episode uh, yesterday, which was April Fool's slash Easter. Um, because they just wanted to like get it out there. And there's a lot of information going on right now, like with healthcare news, so it was needed. Um and she's gonna have the first episodes on Patreon for free, and then they'll move to SoundCloud. Um new episodes will go up on Thursdays with the SoundCloud episodes going up on Saturdays. Heads up for like casual ableism, like using words like stupid and and um other disparaging words around intelligence. Uh, other than that, Casey's like one of my favorite people in the entire world. So um, she's good people. She's in your face. Um, she scared a farmer rep just by sharing her story. And I got in some shit for calling out the farmer rep um, at a conference we were both at. And we've been like instant friends since then. Um She's really cool. She's basically older me, which is kind of the coolest thing. Like, every time I worry that I'm being, like, too aggressive or I'm just going to end up alienating people because I'm a horrible person, I look at all the work Casey's done and, like, presenting at all of these giant healthcare conferences and tech conferences and things, and I go, nah, I'm doing it right. <laughs> um... Especially because, like, everybody has their own opinions of things. Everybody has their own thoughts um, on what people should do, how people should do it. Um, and Casey makes me want to fight for more justice, which is always a good thing. Whenever you find somebody that inspires you to keep going when you're in shit times just by even reading stuff that they're writing... <laughs> That's a person you need to keep in your life for as long as you possibly can. Um, and Casey's that person for me, which I really like. And I really need to go hang out with her. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, yeah, make sure you keep up with the Facebook page. Make sure you keep up with my Twitters. Um, and that Instagram contest was so Otherwise, send happy thoughts that I don't get my pasty ass burned to a crisp in Vegas. And that seeing boys to men in the front row Sunday night won't 
be the actual death of me because I'm so excited between meeting Dominique and Kat from Winona Earp and being at this conference that it just might be, frankly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so excited. I can't even speak. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for listening today. Make sure that you tune in in two weeks. So that would be like the 19th-ish. Um, I have a recording uh, for an episode done with Siren Vandal, who is an amazing sex educator. And we talk a lot about polyamory. So that should be the 19th, that episode. I just need to do a lot of mixing and editing with it. And I felt like it was just easier to verbally vomit today. <laughs> um, have an awesome, awesome two weeks. And... I will talk to you on the 19th. Cheers! Chronic Sex is produced every two weeks by me, Kirsten Schultz. I use music from Pottington Bear because they're awesome. You can find show notes and more over at chroniccex.org. If you're enjoying listening to the show, please subscribe, and that way you won't miss a single episode. If you're on iTunes, it'd be really chill if you take a minute to rate the show, too. Not only does it give me great feedback, but it also helps the podcast get seen by people who may not know it exists. And that's pretty cool. You can support us over at patreon.com slash chronic sex. As always, you can find links to everything at chroniccex.org from social media accounts to resources to sex toy reviews and more. Until next time, please take care of yourself and remember that you are a freaking badass. <laughs>